1: We're talking about the last-minute pivot. Before we do that, though, let's talk about Rocket Print and Mail, guys. We all know that getting offers into the hands of people with land that you want to buy is crucial to the success of our business, and there is no better or cheaper way to do that than Rocket Print and Mail. Justin and I both run our business on it, and couldn't be happier. It's quick, it's easy, and by far the most effective way to get your letters out. So go check them out at Rocket Print and Mail forward slash Casual Fridays. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, there, there's no.com. <laughs> there's no.com. You already did that part.
0: Rottenprickmail.com. And for ending the year, we have a flash sale going on November 1st through 5th. This is by far the cheapest mail I've seen come out in probably six months. I see people quote, Hey, I've got the cheapest mail. Look, we're spooky season. Here's 11% off. And we're still cheaper. <laughs> How do we do it, Adam?
1: Well, we have the best mailing company to work with. That's how we do it.
0: I think so as well. And the good thing is, is there is no processing fee at the end. There's no extra three and a half percent kick on your credit card bill when you go to pay. Because I don't.
1: And 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 you're not paying monthly to get a discount on mail. Huh, I like where <laughs> your head's at,
0: Mister Southey. I guess it's more of a Detroit Community College type day. Oh uh, God, <laughs> the last minute pivot, and I and it, it's it's. It's interesting to me that we have gone through years of this and we, we talk about buying off market, we talk about looking at undervalue, but when we talk about anything other than land, we get the feedback, you're just land guys. That's all you are are land guys. Know what we are are real estate investors that look for off market deals that are undervalued, that give us
1: plenty of exit strategies. Do you really get that? I don't know if anyone's ever said that to me. I, I do. Know.
0: I do. I get it. Like I thought you're a land guy. Oh. I say I buy a house. I thought you're a land guy. Yeah, and typically that's what I do. Yeah. Thought you bought a duplex. You're gonna do Airbnb. Well, I wasn't going to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, well, the plan was to have a duplex that Airbnb was done out of, right?
0: Well the the plan was to arbitrage Airbnb. And the idea for me was is why do I want to pay rent to somebody else when I can afford to hold a property? Mm-hmm. And so it just fate would have it that a friend that's a broker calls and says, Hey, I've got this off-market deal. It needs to move fast. You're one of four investors that I talked to. So come look at it if you can. Okay, send me the address. I'll look at it. Can we be there in an hour? That was that was the conversation. She said, You're the first one to come back. I'll have it open for you in an hour. Meet me there. We go look at it. Um, the people are asking 300 grand. I look at it, I'm like, man, this thing's probably worth 350, 360 let's uh, let's go ahead and put an offer in at 300 and see what happens. Knowing that I was going to have a side that was vacant and my lovely wife would get to run her Airbnb operation and pay me rent. All right, that's, yeah. that's what a good husband does. Charge your <laughs> wife rent on her business. we're all entrepreneurs. That's right. And uh, it needed a rehab, so we started the rehab, which we've talked about some on and off over the show the last couple of weeks or the last couple months, I guess. We've been two and a half months into it. Then about halfway through the rehab, my lovely wife decided that Airbnb was not where her heart was at. And so I have a freshly renovated duplex, (laughs) and uh, and that's where I was at. And I was like, shit, man. Do I really want to be a landlord?
1: I think it's the tenants that were in one side that really made that decision for you.
0: Well, it was the tenants. It was the getting deciding whether I wanted to lease it out and having to do background checks and try to vet the people. And it was the crackhead on another property I have a lease back on that didn't want to leave. And I just remembered... When I had the apartment complex and I was having to go to court to, to serve the, the um, what's that called? I can't even think of the term right now. Eviction. Eviction yeah, paperwork. Okay. And you have a process you have to do. You have the notice of quits and you have the notice of vacates and you have timelines you have to follow. And dude, I don't want to do business like that. I want to shake a hand. You say, hey, we're going to pay me this amount. You pay me this amount and we, we do that. And it's it, it just got to where I knew I was going to be into a bunch of shit that I didn't want to be into. Mm-hmm. but there was a saving grace. We bought it for 300. The bank appraised it at 350 and we just renoed it. So I call that broker that got me the deal. And this is typically what I do with any broker that finds me an off market deal that we make money is they get the first chance to list it on the backside. I usually ask for a discount, but they, they get the first shot on selling it on the backside. She said, yeah, sure. I sell it. I said, do you think it gets four twenty? She goes, comp show. It should get pretty close to that. Now with it being renoed markets, crazy. Let's put it on a market. See what you got. So we go on the market, um, Friday, and we have six showings over the weekend, and we are under contract today at four hundred grand. So after Reno buying prepaids, all that stuff, uh, and then selling her commission, and everything, we're going to end up making fifty grand for two and a half months of work.
1: Yeah, I'll take that all day.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and that in the house world, that's a win. In yeah. land, it's kind of like you did what? Yeah, but I yeah. mean, cash on cash is probably. I have eighty grand in cash into this thing, so I make fifty grand after I pay her. She makes some money. Um, make 50 grand back on 80, which isn't horrible. You, mm-hmm. you know, that's the joys of leverage, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and I've had somebody else making the payment the whole time I had it.
1: Yeah. Well, the beauty is because you bought it low and you're able to do that, like you were able to make that last minute pivot, right? Yeah. You know, it wasn't like last minute, but it was just still like a decision that came out. Of, it, was, know, it, was, it was a decision <laughs> yeah. Thursday
0: night at six. I call her. She has it
1: listed on Friday. Yeah. But the person that you bought it from, right? Because they're buying it at market, if not. So no, the person more. I'm selling it to? Yeah, the person you're selling it to.
0: I, I, I honestly think they're getting it right at market. Well, I
1: guess that's, that's what I'm trying to say, is they're getting it right at market. So if they all of a sudden decide that they want don't want to do this, yeah. they're not going to have, have the same uh, options as you. Because even if they sell it for what they're buying it for, they're going to have realtor fees and closing costs and all those stuff. It's a losing situation for them.
0: No, you're exactly right. And that's why... It's so important that when we talk about, you know, using mail to find off market properties and buying under value, because that gives you these multiple exit strategies. Had it not been bought under value, I wouldn't have been able to do this. I would have lost money and I'd have been mad at my wife and I would have been mad at the world. But at the end of the day, she changed her mind. I made fifty grand. What's mm-hmm. what's what's so horrible about that?
1: Yeah. And in rent, I mean, how long would it have taken you to make that in Dude, cash flow?
0: Oh man, if fully rented out this place brings. About seven to eight hundred dollars a month cash flow, so eight hundred divided by fifty.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, shit, I can't Long do the math. Time. Six, seven years. Yeah. So it, it's, I'd rather have that six to seven years, right? And
1: that my math's pretty close, right? I'm guessing, yeah. I'm not. I'm just, yeah. Okay. it Sounds right. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, Carl, we're gonna need your help here. You're our accounting friend. Um, but it's a, you know, six. Call, call it six years, just to be rough math, and I'd rather have that now, and then I go back into another deal. So. Yeah
1: yeah and there are plenty of deals out there to be had right now
0: no and you 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 are one hundred percent correct
1: but don't involve tenants that aren't paying or tenants that need to work off their bill or tenants calling you whenever they feel like it yeah.
0: i i I don't want to be text messaged at ten o'clock because you just you forgot to tell me at five that rent was going to be late and you're trying to hope I'm not going to charge you the three hundred dollar late fee that you signed on the lease before it was me because i i don't I read this lease this guy gave these guys man it was they had two days, and it was $300 late fee.
1: Yeah. That's real unreal to me. <laughs> Three, that is, a, you know, when $25 is pretty much the norm, no matter.
0: Yeah, I think I charged 50 at my last one, and then it was $10 a day, but that was after day five. So it was 50 at day five, then $10 a day after that. Mm. So, I mean, that's uh, steep, man. I, like, I'm like, oh, man, these guys are going to make money. But they're trying to hedge their bets and trying to keep people, trying to vet their people so they won't be, they be, will be on time, and they won't, won't dick them around. But, you know, it's uh, – With all of this, with everything that we do inside of our sphere of real estate, it all comes back to the buy because that does give you the pivot exit. You know how many times you get into a property, you're like, you know what, I need to dump it pretty quick because I need to open up cash for something that's going to make more money, or the turns out there was something you missed in your due diligence piece, and hey, we we need to sell it, and you don't lose money because you're in it for so good.
1: Mm -hmm. Someone actually asked me the other day on a call. I was telling him, you know, we want our goals to buy these things at 35% of market value, yeah. right? Sometimes less, maybe sometimes it's a little bit more, but like on average, it's around 30, 35%. Yeah, yeah. He's like, why? Why so low? <laughs> and I was like, well, hey, I go, I go, well, because it works. Yeah. But but really, it's just like because uh it saves you from just about anything, right? Yeah. And laying the market shifts. Yep. Well, you just still, like, you can't sell it at 100%. Now you can sell it at 60, 70%, You're still happy. Yeah. Right, I mean, if you're not so spoiled, yeah, like we've gotten into. I,
0: I, I'm not, I'm not opposed to making a profit. I had somebody, um, come with with a deal, and he goes, "Hey, Justin, this is what they offered." He, so we, he bought it for, he's in it for thirty-seven thousand dollars. He's in it for thirty-seven thousand dollars. The neighbor built a pond and a stock well. He has a well and a pond on it that he's been feeding his cow because this has a grazing lease on it until it's fenced in. Well. He has it listed for 100, just dropped the price to 90. They're going to make an offer to the na- the neighbor made an offer of like 65 grand. He's going to make 30 grand for 3 months. Do you take that deal or not? I'm of the mindset I'm like shit, I almost doubled my money. I'm selling it to the neighbor. He's happy, I'm happy. Good karma's in the world. Let's go and and, and not complain whether it's 60,000 or 62,000 or 65,000. Just I don't get into that that dollar bill. The mindset i just say hey let's throw the energy we're all making money let's keep moving and, and, and move forward because i'm going to turn it again and again and again
1: mm-hmm. and that's where that real wealth comes from that compounding effect
0: dude you you hit the nail on the head and that's the internet guru wizards they all talk about compounding effect but they never tell you how to get the money to compound it it's a, oh yeah you compound interest you're gonna be a millionaire when you're 40 well yeah you're gonna have to do something you're gonna have to hustle you're gonna have to stack some paper you're gonna have to save something to get that and we just find that flipping land helps us a little better
1: it definitely does.
0: So, any final thoughts on this? I mean, would would should I should I not have not sold? Should I sold? Should have held? Should I, what should I have done? Adam, be my be my big brother mentor here, even though uh-huh. you're six months younger.
1: I think I'm five, but uh, no, I think it was a good call. Okay, I really do. I mean, it. Uh, neither one of us like tenants. Nope. Right, and those were one one at least one was already giving you a headache. Yep. And then uh, the amount of cash flow that you're going to make would have taken years yeah. to make what you just made. Right, and so now you've got that cash. You can put it into other things. You can make more money with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not mad at your wife, mm-hmm. right? So, um, I think she probably deserves maybe fifty percent of the commission off of of that.
0: Easy, <laughs> easy. She
1: gets all of it. Oh, in payments
0: over the next thirty years. Ah, okay. Now, it and you you've said something there that it, you know when you talk about this and moving your money around and looking what's the best place for your dollar, you know. This is going to free up, like I said, I had $80,000 in it after the commissions and everything. It's going to bring back about 135000 in cash. That 135000 in cash, since I am an accredited investor, I can go to a syndication with and draw 8% plus the tax depreciation on an apartment. So now I'm making ten grand a year. So that's the same cash flow I was making with the same money that's sitting there. And I have no concerns about tenants, no concerns about that with a chance of, the appreciation going more in. And so that ties right back into your compounding effect and and tax appreciation and things like that. So,
1: Yeah, and anytime you get that kind of cash flow completely hands-off.
0: 100% hands-off.
1: I'd take that all day.
0: Yes, sir. I like it. Let's in there. Let's call it a day.
1: All right. Well, that's it then, guys. Uh As always, just a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, a follow, subscribe. And then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you next Friday. See you, guys.